This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 124. We need to chat. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. We, like, we need to chat. Or... Oh, we all need to chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've probably heard the saying time and time again, especially around the holidays, that this is the most stressful time of the year. No, no, no. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, that too, if you like being stressed. (laughs) Well, I guess so. (laughs) And as you reflect on past Christmas celebrations in your own life, that may ring true. There is a lot of pressure out there to make the most of this season. I mean, come on, it's Christmas and also Christmas during a pandemic. But does it have to be this way, Daniel? Well, you know, the past is the best predictor of the future unless there's a conscious big change. And perhaps this season, uh, this season can be the year that you and your spouse decide to celebrate this holiday and keep your sanity. Because, <laughs> yes, those two things can go hand in hand. Can they really? <laughs> Tell well, us how. Well, Tell that's, us. Why, that's why you're listening to this episode <laughs> and why on today's episode, we want to share with you the five sanity saving conversations that you need to have with your spouse before, not during, but before the holidays. Mm -hmm. And with a little bit of planning ahead and some cozy couch discussions with your spouse, this Christmas can be a celebration worth remembering, even if it's in the midst of a global pandemic. So get your comfies on, get a warm (laughs) drink, sit by the fire with your spouse and get ready for these conversations. All right. So the first one is this. What did Christmas feel like in your own home while growing up? Did you notice that caveat? We didn't say, what did you do during your Christmas celebrations? We asked you how you felt. Yeah, sometimes we tend to hold on to memories because of the feelings that they brought us, right? So when looking back, maybe it wasn't actually what you did that was important, but perhaps it was the feeling behind it. Mm -hmm, Yeah, and with that note in mind, I think it will be easier for us to separate what you want the holiday to feel like for yourself versus the traditions you want to carry on or feel the pressure to carry on. Hmm. Can you give us an example? So growing up, our Christmases with my mom's side of the family were always celebrated with extended family. We would all gather at my grandparents' home in Toronto for dinner. The adults would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk the night away. Yeah, and now we're doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, have the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would talk and nonstop talk while my cousins and I would gather around the Christmas tree counting down the minutes until we... <laughs> could open our gifts oh i could just imagine you with your like <laughs> your your cute little chubby cheeks and you're probably were you organizing the gifts so everyone no no because if you touch them too much then they would know that you were snooping oh. so you had to like pick it up very quietly <laughs> kind of look at it and then put it down where it belongs So the rule was that we could not open gifts until after dinner. 
Then after dessert, and then after the adults cleaned up all the dishes, and then we sang Christmas carols. I mean, oh my goodness. (laughs) I remember feeling the anticipation of opening gifts and the frustration of the adults gabbing on for far too long. Like, seriously, y'all, we have presents to open. Let's get down to business. (laughs) On the other hand, I also remember the joy of being around the people that I love. There's such a feeling of warmth around Christmas for me. So our tradition was to open gifts in the evening of December 25th. Daniel, was that your tradition? No, our family tradition changed year over year. Oh, okay. There are some years where we opened up all our Christmas gifts on December 24th. There are others where in the morning on the 25th, we opened them up before we went to church and then before we went to my grandma's house and saw all our cousins and everyone there as well. So you didn't have a set routine. It was just kind of year after year. You didn't know what to expect. Yeah, or I guess that's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's, you know, all I really wanted was the newest game console, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, when Daniel and I had our own family and started to develop our own family traditions, honestly, I could have gotten stuck on, but this is the way we always did it in our family. We opened gifts in the evening after dinner, December 25th. We're not going to do it on the December 24th. We're not going to do it beforehand. This is what we do. Yeah. And I could have said, no, 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 no. I'm going to put my foot down. You know, it's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Just try me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because this is how we did it. You know, this is what we are supposed to do because this is tradition. Mm, Tradition. (laughs) Tradition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And many times our holidays are stressful because we are really trying to implement and incorporate past traditions when in reality, perhaps we're actually reminiscing about the feelings and emotions that these traditions brought us, not the traditions themselves. Yeah. So I just want to repeat that one more time because there's a difference between maybe the tradition and the feelings behind the traditions. And that's really what this question is intended to get you and your spouse to, right? What did Christmas feel like in your own home? Not what did you do, but what did it feel like? Exactly. So ask yourself or even look at your spouse and think about, hey, uh, are we bickering over traditions that we aren't bringing into our own family? Are there any traditions that you grew up with that actually don't fit our family? And are there traditions that I grew up with that don't fit our family? And added on top of all of that, if you have a blended family or who, or if you have sisters or brothers or parents that there's blendedness in mm-hmm. all of that, that's going to change it all up even more. So now is the time, right? Now is the time to discuss with your spouse what both of you want Christmas to feel like and then to break it down. How can we get there together? The second question that you can ask one another is this. What boundaries do we need to set? Mm -hmm. Now that y'all both have a good idea of what you want Christmas to feel like, it's time to, like we always love to do, get into the nitty gritty of how it's actually going to play out. During the holiday season, there are many events and gatherings that take place. 
it'll be interesting to see how many of these events or gatherings will happen online, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, there there are events that you probably feel like you have to go to. And, and now, whether it's in person or online, maybe mm-hmm. parties that are going to be in person or online or maybe just canceled all together. And then, and then there are gatherings, right? There are gatherings that you just actually may feel guilty about if you don't go to. Yeah, I really appreciate how you broke that into three different categories, Daniel, because they really are. They're, they are three different categories. Yeah, events that you feel like you have to go to, events that you would like to go to, mm-hmm. and then ones that you're going to feel guilty about if you don't go to. Mm-hmm. And it's when we place events into the wrong category, I think that's really what causes us unnecessary stress. Kind of like friendships, no? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to be able to place our friendships and we also need to be be placing our Christmas events into the right category. We also need to take note that our spouse may place an event into one category while we may place the event into a completely different category. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's think about an example here. Maybe the uh, the annual company Christmas party. Yeah, let's take it even further. Not just the annual Christmas party, but the one that you know you're supposed to bring your spouse to. <laughs> like they it's not a suggestion, it's like a have to. Yeah, exactly. So if we play that out, one spouse might assume that this is a have to and the other spouse may be like, "Well, maybe it's it's a it's a like to." But is it really a have to? Like, can they really make me go? Yeah. And I think that's where the problem lies, right? That no matter how busy your lives are or how full your calendars are, one spouse may think no matter what, we're going to this party. And on the other hand, uh, if your spouse thinks this Christmas party is just a fun thing to do, but it's not necessary, they will most likely want to cancel if they're too tired or overwhelmed or they're just not feeling in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, so just like we talked about in those two previous episodes on adult friendships, and we'll link to that, and and we also mentioned blended families. We uh, did a few episodes on that as well that'll bring light into what we are talking about here. So if you just go to inbetween.org slash episode 124, you'll get all of those links. Yeah, so have the conversation. Have the conversation with your spouse about the events and the categories that you place them in then you won't encounter the frustration that you might feel a couple hours before the event starts and one Mm -hmm. spouse is feeling this way and another one is feeling this way and then, you know, the fight and then the argument in the car (laughs) and then putting on the face. Yes, exactly. And then putting on the face at the event, everything's fine. And then that is not a good evening. No. Never been there. No, 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 no. This is just completely from a TV show. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) No, let's be honest. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And so this is why we want you to have that conversation with your spouse before the event happens, right? Way before, maybe days, weeks before all of the holiday parties and invites are, are slamming your emails. So think about it. What is necessary? What is just fun and what is no, we just do not have the time or energy or the money to be able to participate in this year. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of Tales, voice of Larry the Cucumber and author of the Dead Sea Squirrels. 
Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Hmm, yeah, that's right. So, Christina... I don't think we can talk about boundaries surrounding the holidays and not talk about money, right? Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> true. And why? Well, there are tons and tons of stats about spending around Christmas, but we'll just tell you a few here. So in a financial study done in 2019, 93.4% of American consumers bought Christmas gifts. That's that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I yeah. would say so. <laughs> and the average consumer who bought Christmas gifts spent $928.76. What? Almost $1,000. <laughs> okay, and uh-huh. what percentage of that actually budgeted to spend $1,000 on Christmas gifts? Well, I don't know about <laughs> that, but yeah. 21.5% of respondents of this survey went into debt over Christmas. Okay, so at least 21% didn't budget. Yeah. But we all know, right, the numbers probably a lot higher than that. <laughs> yeah, just people didn't want to say that they did because, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that's not something we want to brag about, right? Mm. And on top of that, almost 30% of people who went into debt planned to pay it back with their tax returns, but almost as many have no idea how they're actually going to get out of this debt. They're just going to spend and <sighs> hope that, I don't know, money grows on trees. Hmm. So during this season when Black Friday has been happening since uh, the beginning of November, y'all have like Yeah, what is like, that, right? it's like Bright Friday and like it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give the us your money because uh-huh, we know that you're staying at home and <laughs> yes. maybe finances are tight. So spend your money now before you run out. Yeah. Yes, uh, that could be maybe the new the new name of Black Friday. <laughs> so in this time where you may feel guilty about everything your children or loved ones have been giving up during this pandemic, or perhaps you are one of the ones who are currently experiencing great financial stress, know that you're not alone. Discussing with your spouse how much you will spend on the holidays and also why you are willing to spend that amount is really, really crucial. On a previous episode, we talk about the five money personalities and how each type approaches and sees money. Some love to spend, some love to save, some love to just fly by the seat of their pants. And let's be honest, you and your spouse probably see money very differently. And this can cause so much stress because of simple misunderstandings. So one of the things that we would love for you to do if you haven't yet listened to that episode is just head on over to our show notes and you can grab that link for that previous episode in between.org slash episode 124. Mm -hmm. We love the five money personalities and how each type approaches money because it really helps you understand, first of all, maybe why you are feeling the way you do about the way you spend money, but also why your spouse approaches money that way too. So before you start your Christmas shopping, or maybe before you continue on full-blown into your Christmas shopping, take some time to understand how you and your spouse see money, and then set a budget with how much both of you are willing to spend. And remember, like we mentioned in point one, 
Just because the family you grew up in went all out for Christmas doesn't mean you have to. There's some truth there. (laughs) Yeah, the tradition to go into debt during Christmas is not one that you have to carry on. If you remember feeling so loved, so special, and filled with joy during the opening of Christmas gifts, was it really about the amount of physical gifts you received? Or was it another reason? Yeah, that is a really powerful question to be able to look back on. Was it actually that you loved what you got or was it that you felt appreciated? We always remember as our kids were growing up when they were young that they really loved playing with the box (laughs) instead of the actual toys. (laughs) So, you know, it might be the same thing. (laughs) For sure, for sure. So here's the third question. How can we play to each other's strengths? (laughs) So question for you. Does the thought of Christmas shopping make you want to rock back and forth in the corner? (laughs) With a straight jacket on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Uh, Is that you? (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you do most of it, yeah. (laughs) Uh Or how about the idea of detangling all your outdoor Christmas lights, setting up the ladder and hanging them outside in the damp cold? Does that make you want to throw it all in the trash? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, podcast family, this is the perfect opportunity for you to divide and conquer all of the Christmas holiday hoopla by playing to your strengths. So I like the look of Christmas lights outside, but honestly, you could not pay me enough money to go and actually do it. Whereas for me, I don't mind it because I like to do the minimalist sort of look. <laughs> <laughs> Less time, but more bang for your buck, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 But we are one of those families who do take them down every year, so it's Thanks not... Thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> so how about Christmas shopping, though? Yeah, that, on the other hand, I am glad that you take the ownership over that for mm-hmm. our kids. I think it's a literal strength of mine. <laughs> well, yeah, because you do it all year long, don't uh-huh, you? <laughs> I do, really. I love to shop. But I also love to save money. So I am constantly on the lookout for good deals all year long. We actually have a plastic tote in our front closet that I'm continually filling up with family gifts as I'm out shopping. And oh, look, that's on sale. Thankfully, they haven't they haven't found the tote yet. So, yeah. So don't say anything, okay? <laughs> well, there's no reason for them to go into that closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have nothing there for them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the point is, if there's a huge list of things to be done... Chat with your spouse about dividing up the tasks into who does what best during this time. Underline during this time. Mm -hmm. Pause and take note here. Just because your spouse has been taking care of certain things doesn't mean they will always want to or they will always have to. Yeah. So, for example, Christina used to always make the turkey. But in the last couple of years, I have loved, loved, loved smoking our turkey. (laughs) It's like your hobby. (laughs) Yeah. On our Pit Boss Kamado grill because, come on, I mean, like smoked turkey compared to baked turkey. So delicious. Oh, yeah. It's so, so good. Yeah. So over the last couple of years, cooking the turkey has been passed on to me, even though in the tradition, I mean, growing up, we didn't eat turkey. We ate rotisserie chicken from (laughs) Ceylon Foods. (laughs) Uh, But honestly, even though we did things one way, doesn't mean that it has to continue being the same way. So have the conversation. Ask one another, hey, how can we play to each other's strengths? And in the end, by chatting about how to divide your to-do list into strengths and interests, you are going to save yourself a whole heap of stress, hassle, haggles, (laughs) and arguments. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Mm -hmm. So take Mm -hmm. the time to ask your spouse that question. 
So here's the fourth question. What do you need to feel recharged during the season, especially when visiting family? Mm -hmm. For many of us, traveling to see different family members is really a part of our Christmas celebrations, right? I know growing up at mine was like that too. Every other year, we would go back and forth to visit the other set of grandparents. And this is our life right now, too. Both of our extended families do not live near us. And so we, same thing, take turns visiting each side of the family year after year. And it's no secret that we've had some trying times with the in-laws. You can hear all about that on our previous episodes. You can go to inbetween.org slash episode 124 to listen to our How to Not Hate Your In-Laws series. Yeah, because Christmas, just to be completely honest, can be a stressful time because of family dynamics. Uh, Family dynamics that usually don't stir us in the face, but now are because you're all together. So if that's your current situation, planning ahead is going to be so helpful. So if you or your spouse tend to feel drained with all that family drama that tends to happen during the holidays, well, now is the perfect time to discuss what you need. We have had many, 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 many discussions in the heat of the moment when we are so upset or tired or overwhelmed or sugared out with what is going on. It unfortunately took us far too long to realize that we actually needed to be having those conversations about these possible scenarios before they actually happened (laughs) so that we could have an action plan instead of just a reaction or at least be able to empathize with how each other is feeling. Mm -hmm. One thing that I felt like I really needed was to continue to work out during the holidays. I've talked many times before about how physical activity really helps calm me. And I know for a fact that I'm a better friend, mom, wife, sister-in-law, so on and so forth when I'm working out. During the hustle and bustle of seeing family, that was the one thing that would just fall to the wayside, right? And we didn't have my workout clothes, didn't have the gym, didn't have the Peloton in the house of a family member, so on and so forth, excuse after excuse. And unfortunately, my family suffered because of this lack of exercise for me. So a couple of years ago, I just decided, you know what? This is not okay. I don't want to feel like this and I don't want to treat my family like this. So Daniel and I discussed how we can make it a priority to work out and also how we can really take the time to reconnect with one another while being physically active. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. At the time, it was signing up for a trial gym membership without (laughs) any intention to pay for it. We let them know this is what we're doing. And they're like, cool. Okay, let's come on in. (laughs) You know what? This year, this year with COVID and gyms most likely being closed, it's probably going to look more like winter walks in the neighborhood. So bring your warm and comfies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So here are a few follow-up questions that you can ask your spouse. What do you need to feel recharged 
during this season? Is it sleep? Is it more sleep? Is it a wide open schedule? Is it a few books from the library? What is it, right? More opportunities to do your quiet time with God. Discuss this with one another and discuss it ahead of time. Don't do it the day before you're packing or on the road trip while you're going, right? Discuss your needs and your desires with your spouse and see how both of you can help meet those needs for each other. Yeah. I am really enjoying these questions because I think it's something that you can continue to ask your family and your spouse year after year. And just as a reminder, all of these questions are going to be on inbetween.org slash episode 124 on our show notes. So if you're working out or driving or whatnot, don't feel like you need to write all of these down because we have it all down for you as a quick guide for your conversation. So let's move to the last one, Christina, which is do we need a plan A? And a plan B? Uh, mm-hmm. Right. With COVID, many plans have had to be rescheduled, relooked at, or rebooked. Can mm. I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could tell you the future, but we can't. We aren't actually sure what is going to happen for Christmas in our own city, in our own country, and for you. No matter where you're listening, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, For us, our government hasn't said what kind of restrictions will be in place for Christmas. We, We really hope not. Right. We hope we can live life like we have been before in in previous Christmases. But unfortunately, we aren't in control of that. And honestly, I'm glad I'm not making those tough choices because there's going to be so much feedback. (laughs) Mm, So, yes, making plans is tough. Right. It, It can really be tough. So in this season of uncertainty where, you know, an announcement here, an announcement there always seems to be changing things. I guess, Christina, Here's the question. Should we even be making plans then? Mm-hmm. Some of y'all are probably listening to this and thinking, uh, yeah, of course we need a plan. In fact, we need a plan for scenario A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, <laughs> you know, all of that up to letter Z. Yeah. And then others are like, yeah, but I did that. And every time I make a plan, it just keeps Shuts on going. down. Yes, exactly. Yes. And honestly, not everyone thrives on this type of planning to have a plan A, B, C, D, so on. And neither does everyone see the need to spend brain power on planning what could have happened or what would happen if COVID restrictions tin or they're loosened or um, what if, what if, what if. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because some would rather just go with the flow Mm -hmm. and just wait until the announcement is made that Christmas is canceled or is on instead of calculating their every move to cover the what ifs so personally for me not having a plan is really painful (laughs) like i physically feel the knots in my stomach i am more of a future-oriented person and really want to make sure that i have all my bases covered and while daniel you're a future focused person too Mm -hmm. right you're the person who's more likely to wait to hear what the restrictions are and then plan accordingly Yeah. So honestly, if your needs are different between you and your spouse, uh, and if you don't discuss what your expectations are around planning what to do for the holidays, then yeah, I mean, that can really result in a conflict. It can because you have one set of expectations, your spouse has another set of expectations, and both are disappointed because both, uh, you know, things aren't going 
to either of your plans. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, with Daniel's more laissez-faire approach of just wanting to wait for the government to tell us if Christmas is on or not, I can, uh, unfortunately, interpret him as, oh, he doesn't care about me or he doesn't care about the kids, which is totally untrue. Mm, There's yeah, nothing in his yeah. life that says that, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And on on the flip side, I can interpret your needs for having a plan A through Z as you just being controlling, which is not the case either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> so all that to say, discuss, right? All that to say, take the time to discuss and have this conversation with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So as Daniel and I have been talking of why I want to have, you know, that plan A or that plan B or that plan C is partly because I'm in charge of Christmas buying Christmas presents Mm. for his entire extended family. And I want to have a backup plan about what happens if we don't get a chance to go drive and see your family, because that means we have to ship all our gifts or we need to, you know, thankfully have Amazon and just ask Amazon to drop it off. There's going to be a huge price discrepancy, Mm. right? If I buy a bunch of stuff that we actually need to ship in the end or take the time to return by talking to your spouse, maybe you can have that more of the inner dialogue of what's going on in their head outside and voice. So then you're like, oh, that's why we need to plan because I don't want you to have to go December 23rd and return all these gifts and then go on Amazon and get them to ship it, right? So that's why you're acting the way you are. <laughs> See, we're having yeah, conversations. Yeah, there Maybe you go. like over the air, but we're still having them. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. So, okay, that's great, Christina. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 legit, because, yes, I'm not a, a mind reader, so obviously I didn't know that. But also I don't buy gifts, so, yeah, that's super helpful. So here, exactly why you should be having these conversations mm-hmm. and why it's so important to have them ahead of time. So there you have it, right? Here are five sanity-saving conversations to have with your spouse before, not after, but before the holidays begin. And this is why. Having a joyful, connected holiday season is absolutely possible. Yes, it is. But it's going to take a little bit of intention and conversation to make it happen. So podcast family, let's do it. Let's enter in. Let's ask our spouse these five sanity-saving conversations. And perhaps before you have this conversation with your spouse, you could just shoot them this episode link. They can listen to it, kind of prime the pump to allow them to begin thinking through all of this. And then you can have that conversation together over a nice cup of hot cocoa over the fire, right? After the kids go to bed. Yeah, or you can take this as part of your weekly date nights and cover one question per date night or date day, whatever you do. Mm -hmm. But remember just to be time and time again, it's important to be intentional. Yeah, precisely. So next week on episode 125, we'll be interviewing a friend, Daniel Darling, who is in Nashville on fake news on the cancel culture and on our growing need for online discernment. We'll catch you then.